Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to be bringing this fellow op squatter to you guys. She is like the launch maven, which kudos to her because this gal does not like launching, not even for herself. So yeah, just everything launching is Chandra, which I'm super excited to introduce you to her today. So Ms. Chandra, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. How are you doing? Oh, I am doing well. A little hot here in Texas, but other than that, we are good. Go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about you and your business. All right. So I do launches, like Jordan says, and every time I tell somebody that, they look at me like I'm crazy because nobody likes to launch, not even their own stuff, not working on other people launches. They just kind of hate it. So, but that's kind of where I thrive. I love the pressure. I love the excitement. I love putting all the little bits and pieces all together and making sure the launch runs as smoothly as possible. Because uh, that seems to be the trend that nobody likes crazy launches. But when you kind of reel it all in and put it all together, it's really not that bad. So that's what I love doing. I'm really all about organizing and just putting the puzzle pieces together. That's pretty much all I do in my business. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. So that's all I have to say. So today we're going to talk, um, no shocker, about launch mapping in Asana and like creating a, even a map for my launch is just, it just like doesn't even happen. Like I can map out everything else mm -hmm. launches. I'm just like, Oh, so, and I know that I'm not um, alone in this. So if you're listening and you also are like anti-launch mapping, then <laughs> obviously Chandra's your girl and we have an awesome workflow in the shop for you. So tell me why you like Asana first off map launches in like, why specifically maybe for you or for your clients? Obviously, we know project management is kind of like personal preference, but right. you just talk about why you like it. Because I'm a list person and Asana started out, it was just all about listing. And I do that just in my normal life. I jot things down. I have to make a list. Even if it's just three things, I'm probably going to put those three things on a list. That way I can very satisfactorily cross them off and say that I did it. But I love that you can make a list. You can check things off when they're done. You can assign due dates, assign them to people on your team. That's a really big thing. That way you're not just making a list for yourself. You're making a list for your entire team. And also they've kind of fused the whole Trello thing, which is boards, which some people prefer. 
and you can make boards in Asana too and add a calendar and all the things. So it's great. (laughs) Yes, I agree. I definitely love Asana for, honestly, I think it's the simplest of all Mm -hmm. the project management, which I think a lot of the Trello people would disagree with me, but I feel like Asana really is like, it's a list. Like it's like nothing. Like you don't have to understand really lingo to mm-hmm. like know. <laughs> like just start putting things in there, and it creates exactly. a list, like your pen and paper. So yeah. I agree with you that kind of like it just it works really well for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. If you are new to product management, or if you are more advanced and want to like get crazy with it, you can do that yeah. in every project management system. So so then with launch mapping, talking about like when is the best time to like map out a launch like how much in advance like should you and like how much like can you like where's the I guess spectrum of when you should map out your launch you really should be thinking about it at least eight weeks in advance it's gonna keep things a lot less crazy for you as opposed to all of a sudden decide okay today is what the 19th I want to launch on August the 1st. You're probably crazy. I know some people that do it, but (laughs) you must really like stress if you do. But at least give yourself eight weeks. And it's not like it when you plan it out that far in advance, it's so much easier because you can say, okay, well, this week I'll be doing this. The following week, I'll be expecting my graphic designer to give me the design for the page. And then the week after that and the week after that, it's just so much easier when you give yourself that space. And that also includes like a little bit of a cushion. So if yep. something does take longer from your copywriter or your ad manager or something, you have that extra time and you're not having to keep pushing back your launch date over and over again, which is fine if that's what you need to do. But when you give yourself time, you decrease the odds that you're going to have to do that. And then I know some people that plan out their launches like six months in advance or the previous wow. year, but it's really up to you, but just give yourself some time and don't try to do everything in a week. Oh gosh. I couldn't imagine launching in a week. That would literally, oh gosh, that just like gave me hives. So I agree. And I think that it's one thing if you've done this launch six times before and like maybe you can do it in four because you have all the emails written, like the sales page is done, like all the pieces are done and maybe Mm -hmm. you're starting to change and tweak little things. But yeah, for sure. If you're doing just like a straight new one, like eight to 12 weeks, like is pretty Mm -hmm. standard, I would agree. And with that kind of what are the departments or like areas that you should think about when it comes to your launch? Do you suggest it's like pre, during, post? Do you suggest it's like you know, tech and then team and then like sales or whatever, like what are kind of your sections of launching that you like to advise people to kind of make sure they're covering all their bases? Obviously there's tasks going right, but. Right. Definitely pre, during and post. That's how I kind of like to set up my Asana board okay. and then kind of segment things out from there. Yep. And because that gives you something to focus on that gives you like a small little piece of the puzzle to think about at a time. And that way you're not like trying to look at it as this one big, huge thing. Cause that's where things get scary. So yeah, pre-launch is when you're thinking about, you're making sure you're gathering all your information and you decide when you want to launch, what you want to launch, how much it's going to cost. And you also want to think about your goals too. Mm-hmm. That way, you know, moving forward, what the big goal is, what you're working towards. Then you also want to decide on who you're going to need on your team. 
Uh, If you're at the point where you are bringing on a team, you want to decide who those people are. And that's going to make planning out the rest of it easier because you know, okay, well, my designer is going to handle this. My VA will be doing this. The copywriter will be doing this. And that way everybody's kind of on the same page and you're not just bringing people in in the middle of it. That's where things get super stressful because you've got somebody coming in that wasn't there in the beginning and they're just kind of trying to put it all together and you're over here running around crazy. So um, definitely piecing things out based on when it needs to be done and then just kind of filling things in from there. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree. I think it, it's a nice like chunking. It's like not too many chunks to yeah. think about, but not like one big chunk of a launch. So, and then the debriefing and the post launch, I feel like most people like totally just like skate over because they're yeah. like, I'm exhausted good night I made money bye (laughs) and so like the post is how you then like make each launch less stressful exactly that is like so so crucial to any launch that you plan to do and so also with your workflow is it for like what type of launching is it for is it like course launching membership launching coaching program launching one-on-one services like specifically who does it help more than what the most part is going to be for courses or uh, membership programs. If you're a coach, you could probably tweak some things in there and, and it still work, but not necessarily for one-on-one because I think that's a little bit different. You're going to be looking at things a little bit more differently. It's, it's going to be more of an application process as opposed to somebody just coming to buy your thing. Right. Yeah, exactly. I agree. And so kind of shifting gears a little bit, I would love to talk to you about one of my favorite assessments and an assessment that you love as well, which is mm-hmm. strength finders and just about like which, what your five strengths are and then how mm-hmm. you have started to dissect them into like making your business and your offerings align with those strengths mm-hmm. so that you aren't, you know, driving yourself nuts though with the right. business we all create for ourselves, which we've all done. So, but tell us first on what your five strengths are for strength finders. All right. So my five strengths are strategic, achiever, individualization, responsibility, and futuristic. And after I took this, I was like, okay, this is why I like launching. <laughs> for <laughs> <Because> real. <laughs> all of these things lead... And they just explain why I like to launch because I'm like looking at the future and looking at the big picture. And I love responsibility. I've always been that way. And individualization aspect of it is because every business is different. So your launch is going to look completely different from somebody else's launch. I think that's where people tend to get stuck because they're like, oh, well, my friend launched like this. So I'm going to do it this way. And I've talked to lots of business owners and the common thread among them all is they want it to be more simple. They're like, I want a simplified process. They don't want to try to do everything that everybody else is doing. Yeah. So making sure you're doing something that is specific to your business and something that is going to work for you. I think that is what makes all the difference in the world. And then of course, I'm super strategic. So numbers and the post results, I'm always like looking at those and I put together the PDF and I'm like, okay, well, this is what this launch did this time. And this is what we did previously. So this is what we need to change moving forward. So yeah. 
all of that. And Achiever even is like the check the box. It's like, (laughs) what have I done? How can I check it off the list stuff? So I agree. And I think it's interesting too, when like operationally minded people have strategic in there, because I think most people think like strategy and operations are two separate things. I definitely don't believe that. Like I think you have to be strategic in your vision and in your operations. So I love that you have that particularly in your strengths because I don't feel like a lot of people think that those two go together well. So I agree with you that your five strengths totally equal doing launch mapping and loving (laughs) life about it. So What is the, when it comes to individualization, (laughs) how have you then, you know, when it comes to standardizing processes, which are like, right, like they're the same every time, how do you balance the individualization with the like standardizing of processes? Like where do you see each one like benefiting the launch mapping process in general? Mm -hmm. It all comes down to what type of business you have. And you also have to think about the business's clients. So Mm. somebody might have a business and their clients don't respond well to a million emails or they might not like Facebook lives. And then you've got a different business where their business thrives because of their going up on, on social media and doing lives and videos and all that stuff. And this is all included in the launch. So we have to look at, okay, well, what are you going to be doing as far as your content in the pre-launch phase and then the during the launch phase? So you might have a business that's just doing emails and you might have one that's doing video. So just looking at those little things and not trying to fit everybody into a box. Yep. And it makes a huge difference. So I think looking at those things and also looking at what do you as a business owner like doing? So a lot of people are like, okay, well, everybody else is blogging, so I should be blogging too. And you don't have to, you know? So just making sure you maintain maintain what's true to you and do things that you enjoy doing. Otherwise, you're working a job that you hate and nobody wants that. (laughs) You created for yourself. (laughs) You made it. (laughs) How did this happen? How did this happen? I so agree and resonate with that so much because yeah, even like last week I was feeling really, I've written two blog posts and it's weird because one of them ranks really high on Google for like these random two keywords that I like somehow found my own blog post that's on an old (laughs) website. And I was like, this is weird because <laughs> I only wrote two blog posts in my whole life. And like, I just felt like a fraud of a business owner because I wasn't a blogger and I was yeah. it, like, was weird. Like, it's like, I'm a pretty confident person generally, but I just like got thrown for a loop and was just like, oh my gosh, like I felt my business all wrong. And like, everybody's mm-hmm. looking at me like I'm a terrible person. And like, how could I get business? Like it was, I was going down a really weird spiral and it's like, actually like first off like the fact that I could build a business without having to blog is actually really dope because then it gives other people who are the same way permission not to blog (laughs) so it's like you have to kind of I don't know for me sometimes I have to like trick myself and just kind of be like no like this is think the opposite of what you're thinking right now because that's probably actually what's true so I, I don't know if you struggle with that too of just like absolutely And it's funny, like we play games with ourselves, but like, I think that 
And actually, a lot of people I know in operations have individualization, which I think is intriguing because I would think more than likely they wouldn't have individualization yeah, because all process, you know, right, like this is the right process. Like yeah. there is no like we're following this one instead of. But I also think. And I don't know, I don't want to say like the best, but I'm biased. Um, (laughs) Like it actually is a bonus, I will say, instead of the best. Mm -hmm. It's actually a bonus if you do have individualization in your chart because you can adapt to business industries. And that's also what makes it hard then to market, right? Mm -hmm. So here we all are. But yeah, exactly. So have there, when you're thinking of your business offerings, even maybe even your branding and stuff, like do you take your, or copywriting do you take your strengths into consideration at all i haven't until recently because copywriting is like it's the worst (laughs) it's like kryptonite like i can do all of these other things and then i'm like okay now what do i say so knowing these strengths is gonna i feel like i won't say it's gonna be easier it's still gonna be hard for me because i the writing part about yourself or about what you do is really hard I think it's going to be a little bit easier for me to put things into words. So that I'm reading about different strengths and I'm like, okay, well, that's how you say that. Cause there's things that I feel or I recognize, but I didn't know how to say it. You know what I mean? So yeah. definitely going to be using that to my advantage moving forward. It helps a lot. I think everybody should do it. I even said to my friend the other day, I was like, here, you need to take this test. Right. <laughs> <Let me know. laughs> I know it is really helpful to know like other people's strengths too. Cause then it's mm-hmm. like, okay, like even team members or even clients, like, so you can understand their psyche sometimes. Cause I'm right. like, why are you doing this? And, exactly. it's like, and then you can understand why they're doing it. I'm like, okay, well it's because of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Like a lot of like the opposite of me and a lot of ops people is like, um, one of the strengths is woo, which is W O O. And it actually stands for yeah. winners over. And like, I remember, so I first took my strength finders in my sophomore year of college, and it was because I was becoming a peer advisor, so I was helping people put their courses together and whatnot, the freshmen, and there were these people in the group that were woo, and I was like, I relate like, I am a very hardcore boundaries person, so like, and not that I don't care about other people, like, I think sometimes yeah. people like boundaries, oh my gosh, but winning others over, like, those are the people who are like, I will do anything to be your friend, like, let's be awesome <laughs> together, blah, blah, blah. and I'm like, like oh, you're coming on a little strong, you know, back up. <laughs> <laughs> so, but those people are so needed, because then when we were doing all these things across the summer, like, if somebody needed, like, a hammer down, they would walk yeah. me and I would go over and do it. Right. And versus like, if someone's crying, yes, <laughs> I was like, uh, Emily, I need you over here. <laughs> I'm the same way. I was, um, one of my coworkers was crying once and I was just like, they're there. <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> oh goodness. But I will say grace. Well, Dating who I'm dating has helped me with my emotions, but also rewatching Grey's Anatomy has also helped me with my emotions. <laughs> I might need to do that. Oh my gosh. I cry almost every episode. And I'm like texting people like, oh my gosh, this person, whatever. And they're like, who is this person? I've never. <laughs> so it's funny. And there's, it's like, that's the cool part about strength is like, we need every type of strength. Yeah, like, absolutely. So that's also what I love. And I'm just like, 
I don't know how you feel about weaknesses, but I basically just like put them in the closet and yeah. Now I'm just like, why even focus on that? What's the point when I've got these great strengths to totally. focus on? It's just like flipping your perspective, really. Exactly, exactly. Which I love. So, all right. So, besides the workflow shop, where can people find you? Give website, social media, all the places. I am at chandrahoward.com. I'm on Instagram sometimes <laughs> at chandra h o w. That's pretty much it. I kind of teeter around on Facebook a little bit, but I'm not really a social media person. So, yeah. It's okay. Well, everyone go in and give Chandra some love on social media and maybe she'll poke her head in there a little more often. But thank you so much, Chandra, for coming on and and sharing your goodness about launching. And everybody, seriously, don't bother me about launch stuff. (laughs) talk to Chandra, please, everybody. So thanks so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening to System Saved Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Saved Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsamey.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.